all our technical fucking around is done. It's been a month since we since we did this. Yeah, it shows in our setup. Yeah, maybe, like, maybe we need to oil it more often. Yeah, air in a can, mate. Air, air in, in a can. can. Yeah. Let's get some of that. But before that, let's do a cartoony show. bit. Yeah. Welcome back to the Space Jam Continuum, the show where we try to make a cohesive cinematic universe out of something that was never meant to be one. I'm Chris McLennan. I'm Carl Noble. And it's been a month since we did one of these. It has been it's a month, weird. hasn't it? That's, that is odd. Like, it doesn't feel like that long, but... I mean, I don't feel like I've watched cartoons in a while, and no. that's like something I'd like to rectify pretty quickly, but yeah. I think we should probably just try and... Uh, remember exactly where we were. We got into 1949, we had yep, a nice yep. new year time. Just cresting in. I remember it being confusing. I remember being confused by two out of the three episodes that yeah, we watched. Yeah, we couldn't quite peg exactly what was going on. So um, let's just... I mean, the the last one we watched had Tom Turk in it. We yeah. put that down to some sort of Clone Watch situation. Yes, yeah. yeah. Uh, he was blue and I, Daffy was trying to break him out of somewhere. Like some sort of weird situation. Well, yeah, so it, um, as far as I remember it, basically... Daffy didn't want Tom coming onto the farm because Daffy was getting all the food and he was training Tom Turk rather than letting him get fat Yeah, for, and then, the, for, for the pot. Then they went to eat Daffy instead, predictably. Yeah. And uh, they tried to cook him. And they tried to cook him. Like, so that was the, so that one was confusing in a way that we had some connection for because it was yes. a Clone Watch thing. It's like Because it, it wasn't the original Tom Turk. He was no. blue. I remember that. Hairdo. Do you remember what happened in Hairdo? Uh, I do not remember what happened in Hairdo. Should we quickly flick back and have a little? I think we should probably have a look because that, that's the tra- that's the trouble with these these gaps. stacked up gaps yeah. is that you know we're not ready to launch in, and I don't want the people to go uninformed. No, let's 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 take a quick look at that. Let's one, have a look. Okay, so I mean, I think there's a reason why we don't remember, and it's because we came ha- up with Hairdo nothing. was like. A very confusing time for us. Yeah. Uh, so that was the situation in which Bugs Bunny managed to lure Elmer into a theatre and uh, it, it like by a convoluted scheme, get him onto a unicycle on a tightrope into the mouth of a lion. Yeah. For whatever reason. And that was the last time we saw Elmer. I mean, we know he was alive inside the lion, but that was the last time we saw it. We don't know what happened from there. Yeah. Uh, the previous episode to that... Uh, Daffy, uh, through entrapment, had uh, basically made kind of made Elmer buy a slave, and yeah. then he popped in as Abe Lincoln and said, "Don't have slaves." Yeah, essentially. <laughs> like again, don't know when that became Daffy's jurisdiction. No, um, or indeed what tipped them off to the fact that Elmer, who didn't have a slave before, yeah. might like one yeah. and be that type of person who needs reprimand for for liking yeah, it, that. It, it does seem that the agency had, like, because that was very Elmer heavy, and it did seem like they were sending some of their best agents to target Elmer for some unknown reason. Yeah. So, I, I mean, that's that's where we're at. Yeah. Like, the agency are clearly changing, like, what they're 
sort of role in society is. Yeah. I think I think post-war, like they're they're definitely operating on their home turf a bit more specifically. Yeah, I mean, I suppose like in the run-up to the war, like like they had you know bigger bigger fish to fry as it were whereas now they're like okay well what what do we do now well let's find out what they do now okay. uh going forward so uh let's get around to watching some cartoons uh, the next up is charlie who who's charlie because it doesn't say first appearance charlie. it doesn't say for, but i mean it's not the first time we've had a first just appearance. a random um, character well let's just see we've got charlie and porky pig in uh, Awful Orphan yeah. from January 29th, 1949. So uh, let's have a look at it. All right, then. Well, I changed my mind about which Porky Pig that was about halfway through that episode. He's back, isn't I he? I thought it was the fourth. He seemed, you know, meek and yeah. stuttery. But I'm pretty sure that's Porky the Third. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's, he's true colour. I think he's done a good job of, like, blending in, so it's difficult for anyone to tell. But, uh, yeah, it, yeah he's do, broken do, like, like, do you think he's been laying low as a lookalike? Possibly. I mean, I think the influx of lookalikes from Porkytopia mm. uh, must make it somewhat difficult to... Uh, yeah, because he he seems to be living long term in a hotel. That's because because yeah. no because no apartment block has room service. No, it's like I mean he, there might be one or two. He's living long term in a hotel. Uh, but the episode uh, revolves around Charlie, who's a dog uh, a trying pointer. to trying to get a home. Yeah, uh, it's not working out well for him, in spite of his uh, good uh, presentation on yeah. the street. It was really good. Uh, so he jumps into an Acme pet shop van. And uh, gets delivered to uh, Porky Pig. Yep. Under the guise of being a canary, so he's given a cage with like a like a cloth over yep. it. Uh, and when he opens it up, it's just uh, stuffed full of dog, <laughs> stuffed in a stuffed in a cage. Yeah. Uh, he tries to convince Porky to let him stay, which Porky is not keen on. Um, which is odd given Porky's previous penchant for, you know... Ah, but maybe that's what he's trying to get away from. Yeah. Which is why he ordered a canary. So Because he's all, always had, like, you know, a submissive dog yeah. uh, in the house. Um, but, yeah, about halfway through the episode, he just sort of loses his rag and, like, he's got this Turns maniacal evil, cackle. Yeah. Uh, he First time he packs uh, the dog off in the post. Yeah. Uh, seemingly to Russia. Yeah. Um, but maybe it's a form of Porkytopia state. Who knows? Uh, possibly. But, but he comes back. But he comes back. Yeah. Uh, Cos act up. Uh, gives Porky a couple of boots up the yeah. ass. Uh, the neighbour upstairs complains. He sends Porky up there. Yeah. To uh, fight him. To fight him. <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, in the end, he sort of is. Yeah beaten into submission and he goes yeah okay you can stay here and be my master at which point charlie goes nah i don't really like it and leaves yeah so there's a few things that have happened in this episode that ah, but he doesn't leave that's the thing he doesn't leave like he, he he ended up um like porky was like no 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 i'm i'm uh, you're gonna stay you're gonna be my pet and then forces him so porky ends up as the as the dog on the floor yeah. whilst Charlie is in a smoking jacket, but is obviously held there against his will because as soon as he thinks that Porky's asleep, he tries to get up and escape, and Porky stops him. So he's being held there. Charlie is now yeah, the imprisoned as 
the, the dog master, dog. yeah, as the master of Porky, yeah, but Porky's not letting them go. So it's terrifying. Like, I don't know what the dynamic is anymore, but <sighs> like, it's so. There's a few things to tackle. Firstly, I'd like seeing like a little bit more of the tune physics. Uh, so we have our, you know, special the three things you need to fall off a cliff. Yeah, uh, which is you know some. Uh, well, two of three things. Yeah. Uh, you need some actual downward propulsion. Yep. Like, you know, fuel. Uh, you need to obviously be off the ground. Yeah. And you need knowledge that you should be falling. Yes. Now, Porky strides in with the cage with a dog in it. And you're like, it's really strong. It's really strong. It's like, I wonder if, if you don't know what something is or you think it's something else, like, does that count as the knowledge part of gravity? Like, if yeah. he goes, oh, I'm carrying this good canary in yeah a cage. it's got to weigh the same as a canary then it weighs the same as a canary until he takes the sheet off and goes yeah. <gasps> and then it's full like, of dog luckily yeah. by that time he was at the table yeah i don't know because I mean, the thing is as we've seen porky the third do some pretty impressive things uh you know it's possible that he could have you know he might have been training he, i've never seen him like mighty with though, super strength yeah. mighty. but then again like he's been laying low for a while like, he might have just been like, I've not got much to do in the yeah, house. Yeah, so he's just been doing press-ups. He's just been working out. <laughs> but because the thing is, is uh, he does carry that cage, and you are correct, he, he thinks it's a canary. But then he does also pick Charlie up by the tail. By the tail, and, and Charlie's just, core strength is yeah, something like, fierce. Like, 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 like Charlie's holding hard. himself, like, rigid. But Porky is just carrying him out one-handed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe he has just been working out then. No, I'm thinking he's just got some. I, I that or the the other option is that you know he's maybe got something to do with Cinecolor now, and they've been testing out serums on him. To yeah, maybe he had something to do with Cinecolor all along because we've seen uh, we've seen like the inventor of the Cinecolor clone technology, but no. he's out of action pretty much, right? Or was when last mm. we saw him. Uh, someone else is pulling the strings yeah. currently. Uh, we don't know if he's been added back to the fray. Daffy sorted him out. Um, so he might be okay yes, again now. Yeah. Uh, reclaim his Cinecolor empire, but uh, only time will tell. Um, so why do we think Porky uh, has decided he doesn't want a dog? Because he always wanted a dog before. Yeah, well, I, I, again, I think it's just that was classically a Porky the third thing. Uh, you know, everybody knew that that's what Porky liked. So I'm thinking now he's trying to lay low, pretending he's not Porky the Third. He's like, well, I can't, I can't, you know, indulge in my love of, um, you know, dogs in that way. So, because people will, will because people will go, hold on, this, this is this is a Porky, Porky who third. likes dogs again. Like, well, oh, no, right, that's not okay. So I'm thinking he's trying yeah, to hide that's a good it. Point. Which is why he, he always, switched. He always was quite. He did always protest quite a lot at the start, but mm. I always saw that as sort of like a bit of a game. Oh yeah, time. like negging. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> love games. Like, yeah, that's, that's that's that was just his system. Yeah, I presume he's written a book. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like, like I think that's why he like. When he switched and started that evil laugh, I'm thinking it was a right. Okay, no, you're gonna be my. He dog. can only or, he can only keep it under wraps for a certain amount. Yeah, of time. Yeah, I think so. so. So now, so like he's so I think his plan by the end then was so he wants a dog, mm. like but for appearances' sake, he's flipped the dynamic. Uh, yeah, aesthetically, but like from the fact that uh, Charlie can't leave, 
Yeah. We know who we know who's yeah, in we know, charge. Yeah, we know who the boss is. Yeah, and it's Porky the Third. Oh God! So we he's, he's ba- back. I mean, I mean, we knew he was around, but I didn't expect to see him though. No, I thought after the ICBM in the kitchen incident. Yeah, that was probably the end. That, of it. that was probably that. But no, he's still he's still around. He'll, he, he'll well, try and t- at some point he he must be planning something. He's yeah, well, because he's like he's back in the city now. Yeah, because he could have just been there anywhere. Before. Yeah, he he's getting closer. Like and it's definitely New York. You could just tell from Charlie's yep. accent. So it's like, I don't know. It won't, I, I can't see it being long before he tries to take back power. No, I, I, tries I, I, to take back his good role as Porky Pig. Oh, God. Well, I mean, like, look at next episode. Well, yeah, is I mean, it him? Let's find out. Uh, in we're gonna watch uh, Porky Chops. It's a Porky Pig number. Which Porky Pig? We don't know. What is he is chopping? It a, is it a Porky Pig and Porky Pig number? What is he chopping? We don't know. What is he <laughs> chopping? Let's find out in Porky Chops from February 12th, 1949. <laughs> Okay, so this Porky is a lumberjack. It is, yeah. And he's trying to chop down a tree. It looks like he's already chopped one down, but I, I, I second-guessed myself on that by the ending. Yeah, um, there's been a lot of logging in this area, though. There's a lot of trees down. Yeah. Whether or not he did any of them, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure. But he's got to this tree, and there's a squirrel living in it. Yeah. Now, he's heavily modified his tree. He's got all kinds of things. He's got yeah. a little zip door. He can move branches around. Yeah. Like he, he, We definitely see him reinforce the tree with a sheet metal and yeah rivets. and rivets around yeah um but yeah he basically doesn't want his house chopped down he's just trying to go to bed uh, yeah. in his really fancy pajamas uh, yeah he I, wears more going to bed than than he, he does, does in his dead, yeah like it's it's trousers pulled up to the to the nipples yeah and, and, and a, bow a bow tie. tie usually yeah with some sort of chain as well yeah i don't know what that's about maybe no. a watch chain i thought yeah but possibly like, i can't really tell See, i don't think he's always lived there i think he's like retired from like the city life and is now living yeah he didn't look like a rural no fellow uh but yeah porky's trying to chop down his tree mm. he's trying to stop it mm-hmm. uh, understandably which he pretty successfully does. Porky's getting angrier and angrier until he decides to blow up the tree. Yeah. Uh, he's uh, chucking dynamite in. The squirrel's just chucking it out the other side into this tree, which I thought Porky had already chopped down. Yeah. But when it blows up, it turns out there was a bear living in there. Yeah, it was, a both, ho- it was a hollow tree. Yeah. They're both chased off by the bear, and then the bear moves into the squirrel's house. That's really the upshot of the episode. Yeah, the, the, the bear comes out, trumps on that, really, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. That might have been the most succinct episode uh, we've had. recap we've ever done. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but I mean the thing is the storyline was so straightforward. Yeah, like, which it, which is a it's a pleasant experience in 1949. It is. But a then world the question is, which Porky? I really don't know because I really don't think it's the third unless no. he needs a lot of. Would for what he's up to for whatever he's up yeah, to. Yeah, but the thing is, is that like like Porky the Third would not have been flummoxed that easily, I think. And I mean, he also would. I don't think he'd do the chopping himself. I don't think he would do I the chopping. But there again, like now. he wasn't very good at the chopping bit. He was better at sawing than he was at chopping. Yeah, he, he was at that chopping for a while and he didn't do anything. But also on that breadth of tree, 
Like, I don't know why you were going at it with a an axe. With an axe, anyway. No. Oh, it's an absurd. It's an absurd. I mean, unless maybe maybe he was starting making like his his first first notch with the axe, and then was going to saw it just so you can get the fall angle right. Well, yeah, but I don't know. It didn't seem like what was happening. No, because he had the notch. Yeah, he could have just started sawing straight away. But yeah, he, he could seemed have. to resort to sawing. Yeah, and that didn't work. The, out. He had a two-person saw as well. Bit. He yeah. had a two-person saw, and there was only one of them. There was only one of him. Uh, contrary to our, our hopes for this episode, yeah. we'd see some Porky versus Porky yeah. chopping. Yeah, <laughs> that's really what we were hoping happen, would happen, but didn't. Yeah, like just, just a constant karate. Yeah. Like, you know, just, yeah. Like maybe maybe watching like a kung fu movie, but, but with, with two por- Porky yeah. pigs. Por- porky the third and Porky the fourth going at it. But that's not what we got. Um, I don't really know what to make of this episode in the grander scheme of things, uh, outside of identifying mm. which Porky this is. But, yeah, I mean, but like, it, it, I kind it, of don't feel like it's either of the. No, main I, 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 I don't think it needs um, that much looking into, really, because uh, it didn't, it didn't raise any questions. There wasn't anything particularly uh, intriguing in the workings of the Tooniverse, no. anything political, anything even in the timeline of Porky and no. like and I'm so- interested to who the squirrel is though, because I'm like at first, like when the squirrel first goes down to chat to Porky, he's quite intimidating. Like he's right and I'm thinking, oh, is he like an ex gangster? Or something that's like moved to the, you know, because like he's from Brooklyn, obviously. Yeah. Um, you know, is is he like an ex gangster, and you know, he's just. Yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, the, quiet the trouble is, he's like he's unnamed in yeah. our archive, and as a result, like I just don't think he's going to crop up again. No. It's a shame. I, mean, I liked him. Yeah, yeah, he has he's some a great reach, snazzy but, pajamas. But basically, in short, I don't really have much insightful or funny to say about that episode. No. So I think we should probably just, just move, move on. on. Yeah. Uh, because this this one's intriguing me greatly, and I've been I've been looking at it the whole time we've been recording this episode and going, Who's who the that? fuck is Colonel Shuffle? <laughs> I don't know, but I'm expecting amazing dance moves. Yeah, so we've got the first appearance of Colonel Shuffle, which strongly implies Colonel <laughs> Shuffle is going to crop up again. Yeah. Uh, so uh, yeah, we're we're as clueless as uh, presumably you are about who Colonel Shuffle is. So yeah. let's just get right on with it. Uh, we're watching Mississippi Hair. Uh, with Bugs Bunny and Colonel Shuffle from February 26th, 1949. Let's get our shuffle on. Let's get our shuffle on. Well, that, this is one I remember as seeing when I was a kid. Yeah, I remember. Like I've, I remember visually Colonel Shuffle. Yeah, but uh, the, the, yeah, the this episode. is the first time I've like, and I probably will always remember this guy as Colonel Shuffle. So the episode starts with uh, Bugs, and he's in a cotton field, uh, and there is, um, you know, the workers they're picking the cotton, and Bugs gets grabbed by his little tail and dropped into one of the bags. Uh, he's then you know, processed, bundled, and put onto a steamship. Yeah. Uh, which he gets out, and um, the the guy who's doing the ticket collection comes around looking for tickets, and Bugs sees a stowaway basically get booted off, and he's like, okay, I can't have any of this. So he runs into this room and dresses up in really fancy stuff as the ticket collector's coming around. Yeah. Now, whose no. room it is, I don't know. But he gets all fancy. Yeah, he's we got get a, little, yeah, he's got like, a diamond. Like, yeah, 
and he has a ticket. So and he and what he had what I thought was uh, a big a cigarette, cigarette yeah. in one of those holders. But no, a closer wasn't. inspection is just like a fucking a giant eight blunt. Inch blunt. Yeah, <laughs> and because uh, it's all wonky, it's in blunt paper. But but like Bugs is just like yeah, whatever. They, like like there's my ticket, and he wanders off because he's like right, I'm on now. I'm in for this cruise. And he's walking along, smoking this massive joint. Camberwell carrot situation. <laughs> and he hears uh, a load of commotion coming from the saloon, uh, which is on the steamboat. And uh, there's a load of shooting, there's a load of shouting, and a load of patrons come running out. And y- you hear what turns out to be Colonel Shuffle, basically just saying, you know, can nobody play cards? Can nobody challenge me? And he's firing me? two pistols around, but they're clearly yeah. like single-shot musket-type things. But I think his tomb powers, he can just use those... Yeah, because he does. Like it's a video game. Because so, he just keeps firing. <laughs> yeah. It's fourth-dimensional bullets he's using. Um, so Bugs comes in and he's just like, yeah, all right, I'll, I'll, I'll play a game of cards with you. And he sits down at the table... And he's got real droopy eyes. Yeah, he and is. And he's, he's just really he's quite high tree. at this point. <laughs> but that doesn't really seem to play too much to, um, you know, the Colonel's advantage because Bugs, Bugs starts him. with half a chip. Yeah. He has he, he throws in a $100 note and he gets half a chip and the Colonel's got loads by the seams of it. And the scene switches. Bugs ends up with all the cash and... Basically, Colonel Shuffle does it's not going, like this. And he goes, it's duel time. Yeah, right? so he, he, he just says, uh, you know, uh, like pistols at dawn, essentially. But they just and, do it straight away. Yeah, and like Bugs does his classic thing of like, you know, it's back to back. It's like, right, on a count of 10, take, you know, take 10 steps, turn around. Bugs just walks backwards, staying perfectly next to the Colonel. The Colonel turns around, tries to shoot. Bugs kisses him right in the face, and that's it. The, the colonel's after him for good now. Uh, no, he gives him a cigar and blows him up. Oh, uh, yeah, he does He, he, he does blow him up, Classic but then gives him a banjo. Exploding cigar. Gives, gives him, him a banjo, banjo. and they, they, yeah, ladies. They, they do a nice little song, and it, during the dance for that, Bugs basically makes the colonel dance through uh, a gate in the railing and into the Mississippi. Now, in the single greatest, uh, you know, getting back onto the boat I've ever <laughs> yeah. seen... Uh, the big sort of steam wheel at the back of the ship's just going, and the colonel, like just perfectly rigid, stood upright, just rises on it like it's a Ferris wheel, yeah. just up to the top, and just walks straight back on, it's, and it's great. Yeah, it's it was it was just like yeah, that's how you get back onto the ship. So there's a big run around, um, and you know the colonel's obviously not happy with uh, Bugs at this point, so he's chasing him around the ship, and Bugs dives into a room immediately followed by the colonel. Um, to which Bugs has remarkably managed to dress up as a lady in yeah, but we know he can like do that a second. Quick. Like there must it have just, been a plant pot in there or something. Yeah, but it, it, it just it happens so quickly. Um, so he pretends to be a lady, you know, this soft southern belle. Uh, the colonel is very apologetic whilst Bugs is beating him with a, an umbrella um, until his wig slips off, falls onto the colonel, and the colonel realises it's Bugs again. So Bugs grabs the wig, runs off to this southern gentleman, you know, and it's like, oh, oh, this this horrible man's after me. Please stop him. And then this guy, you know, to defend Bugs's honour, thinking it's a, a lady, goes up and beats up the colonel. Um, and that's the last we see of the colonel. He gets thrown yeah, into the Mississippi. And then, you know, this southern gentleman finds out that Bugs is a rabbit and he gibberishly walks into the Mississippi himself. He just offs himself. 
Yeah, I mean, like, Bonnie we just chucks it, himself like, off the boat. The colour of that water, I'm guessing you're probably not going to be able to last in long, but I'm hoping we see Colonel Shuffle again because he's great. He's pretty great. Uh, what do we think Bugs's interest is here? I don't know. I think it was just an accident. I think it's just one of those things. He's just turned up there and, like, he's having fun. He's, you know, he ends up. Uh, in I this... guess because he's, he's there by accident, isn't he? Yeah. Well, I mean, we assume by accident, but, you know, we never know the workings of Bugs. But I mean, he it would be pretty seem... presumptuous if he was trying to get there to just go to a cotton field yeah. and bend over and stick your tail out of <laughs> out <the> bush. <laughs> bush and then just wait until you're taken yeah, where you but, need to be. Yeah, but the thing is, if you know the future, like rather than yeah, forcing things to like happen... Yeah, this did feel like a, a Bugs that was aware of his Well, it did, because especially situation. how quickly he won the card game. Yeah, how quickly he won the card game. Uh, like, I don't know, his... Like, just his general demeanour. Yeah, his... his his decision to, while doing whatever he's doing, just get absolutely... Ah, oh, he's out. Yeah, he's out. So, yeah, yeah. I'm, thinking of, I'm thinking of later bugs. Um, later bugs, but it's something that's just happened to him. Maybe it was like a 60s, 70s bugs who's come back. Yeah, I think I think that's that's likely. Yeah. It's a reasonably modern bugs. Because uh, also, like, yeah, as we say, like he's very quick to change to change outfits and yeah. things. Um, he's you know very very quick to spot the situation he needs to put himself in when it's like the ticket's collecting. I need to sort sort this out straight yeah. away. Um, but yeah, like I don't like apart from the introduction of Colonel Shuffle. Like I, I mean, I, I think we will get a lot of it from the future, like future episodes. Yes. I just, I, yeah. Because there's got like this has got to be a new enemy. Right. Yeah, well, that's it. Because because we have no context for Colonel Shuffle. This is the first time we've seen him, but we know that it's not going to be the last time we see him. And he does have a very sort of um, Yosemite Sam yeah, sort I'm of feel about if him. He's going to shift into that sort of sphere. And, yeah, and, and and just be one of those antagonists. Yeah, so uh, it'd be good to see him again. The one thing we haven't uh, covered is one time when Bugs uh, chucks him off a boat. Yeah, Bugs has set up a show. Yeah, and it's uh, it's a show of Uncle Tom's cabin, and what he's done is he's just put a curtain up and like a sign, yeah. and it just sends uh, Colonel Shuffle straight off the boat again. Yeah, the uh, interesting thing there though is that Uncle Tom's cabin is one of the censored eleven. I think it was the first one cartoons. we skipped. It might have been, yeah, it might have been the first episode we skipped. So, but when we started doing this, we decided we weren't watching the censored eleven because yeah. there was already there was already enough like pretty horribly racist stuff in yeah. the cartoons we were watching. If it eleven did, of them, yeah. if they deigned to censor eleven of them, how bad were they? How bad were they? Yeah. The question is, and either answer is fine. Do we feel like because the agency presumably? try to brush those under the rug yeah but after but this they've point, left some they've left some evidence of their existence in this yeah. archive footage the question is do we investigate uncle tom's cabin i mean i i'm not really sure i want to but i kind of feel just so we've got an understanding of it that we should but i think if we do and it is just terrible we, we won't go too far into it. it. We'll just go. We go. We watched it. Don't watch it. Like yourself. don't. Yeah. <laughs> don't don't do that to yourself. Yeah. Shall we give it a go then? All right. Let's let's watch it. Okay. Right. 
here goes. Yeah. We're watching Uncle Tom's Cabin, which is from ages and ages ago. Yeah, like a really like early one. It's not going to be good. It's one of the censored 11. Don't join us until we've passed yeah. it for you. Yeah, exactly. See you in a bit. It's well, okay. Yeah, we, we don't d- have to yeah. watch it. We, we don't have to watch Uncle it. Uncle Tom's Bungalow is Whereas, one of the censored yeah. 11. Uncle Tom's Cabin is a book from like 1850, which is an anti-slavery novel. Right, so uh, we're fine. Yeah, maybe we should read that book. <laughs> yeah, possibly. <laughs> like, like it's the kind of thing. It's like, nah, I feel like I should have known that. Yeah, I didn't know. No, no, no. Well, no, no. That, but I think it's, it's just one of those things that, like, I remembered Uncle Tom's something was sort of like one of the sense eleven that we skipped, yeah. and then seeing it in that, I was like, oh, like Uncle Tom Cabinet. That was it. But I'm guessing Uncle Tom's Bungalow is something that is. You know, well, an I'm, adaptation of Uncle Tom's Cabin. But I why find, would it be in the sense of Eleven? Well, the thing is, you're still going to be depicting like <laughs> yeah. slavery a lot if, yeah. you're, if you're doing that. So it, possibly. Even, even if it is very much in the anti-slavery yeah. vein, you're still going to be depicting some stuff they probably just don't want associated with yeah, possibly with, with Looney Tunes uh, in the public eye. But uh, we don't have to watch it. No. You don't have to watch it. We've got we're still getting away with it, not watching the censored eleven. And it was so nice to see that Bugs day. was uh, trying to put on a show. Uh, well, I mean, I he mean, wasn't. he wasn't putting on a show, but, but he was selling tickets for, so he was raising money for it. Yeah, he did profit. <laughs> on it. Um, so uh, that's about it for this week, then. Uh, yeah. So please, if you uh, enjoy the show, uh, leave us a review, uh, especially if you uh, listen on iTunes. It really, really helps our visibility. Um, otherwise, just tell people about it because yeah. if, you, if you like it, there's a there's a high chance uh, other people will uh, too. Yeah. Word of mouth makes a big a big difference. Yeah, it's, it's, the, it's the only way you get these things around because yeah. we don't advertise the podcast anywhere. Nope. We, you know, we, we, we don't want to shove it in people's faces. We just want, you know, people who like yeah, you it to find it. you to shove it into people's faces. Um, other than that, uh, we're on the verge of launching the Kaiju uh, FM store. Uh, where you can buy some cool Space Jam Continuum uh, and buy the Mash Ton and just Merch. general Kaiju Industries merchandise. Um, our promo this week is for uh, Lawmasters. You'll hear that after the, the good theme tune to the Space Jam Continuum. But uh, other than that, we'll yeah. see you next time. Yeah, we will. Uh, bye! Bye! It is a dark and stormy night, the wind lashing down and you're facing against your greatest challenge yet. A player who's gone in the wrong direction. We've all been there, you've got our story planned out, and this player heads off in the wrong direction and you've got nothing to fill that gap. Well, my name's Rob and I've started a podcast to help you. The podcast is called Lawmasters and each week I bring you something for your game. It could be a hook, it could be an object, it could be a person, it could be a city, it could be a whole story arc. If you're a dungeon master and you want some inspiration, please check us out wherever you find podcasts. And remember, you're not alone.